What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. My name is Scott, coming at you live from my home studio here in Nashville, Tennessee. And I got a fantastic solution-focused episode for you once again. We've kind of got a theme going here, guys. I don't know if you've noticed here, but uh, after last week's episode with Shelby and uh, over at Unjected, um, we're moving right along to talk about dating. Man, I mean, you guys hear me talk about it. Like, it's just a shit show out here. So I'm hoping uh, my guest tonight, Benjamin Capra, is going to come on and, and give us some insights after his investigations and then his, uh, you know, his life story that led him to write this amazing book. Um, I'm really excited to get into it here, you guys. But uh, just first, real quick, I just want to tell you guys how you can follow and support the show. And I have a big announcement. And maybe maybe I'll do it during the show. I do have a big announcement. We'll do it during the show. But because um, it's going to tie into what we're talking about. So real quick, you guys, if you're new to the show or if you want to follow along, uh, go to rebunked.news. That's the uh, homepage. There's going to be a little window that pops up for you to enter your email so you can uh, subscribe and get uh, alerts about when I go live or any announcements. So make sure you sign up for that. Um, you'll see all the video platforms we're on. I'm on all podcast players. So just type in Rebunked with Scott Armstrong and that way you can listen on the go. Um, the social media is at Rebunked News pretty much everywhere. The main spot I'm at is at Telegram. T.me forward slash Rebunked News is the best way to stay up to date. Um, I'm always dropping memes and thoughts in there. Like if I'm just on the go and want to interact with you guys, I'll, I'll drop something, something in there. But also there's a brand new one I opened up called, uh, at rebunked chat, rebunked chat, t.me forward slash rebunked chat. So that's the chat where all you guys can chat with each other and I'm in there chatting too. So hit that up. Um, that's the best way for all of us to uh, build community and stay in touch with each other. Of course, on all, all the other platforms, Twitter, uh, Instagram are kind of the other two that I kind of when I have time, I go on. So at Rebunk News, and then of course at the bottom of Rebunk.news, there's value for value donation options. Um, great way to support the show and a liberty-minded t-shirt shop in Beaverton, Oregon. So shout out, Benjamin. I don't know if you're about uh big frog t-shirts there. They're they're homies. They're they they uh built me this website, they made all these designs for me, and uh this is by popular demand. Yes, we have the Beavis Are You Threatening Me t-shirt, right? For 16 bucks, you guys. Steel, it's a steal. So uh, we got that design. We got the, uh, okay, so yes, you know, those of you that know your history know that in the 80s, Fauci gave us all AIDS, right? And then once again, with the vaccine, Fauci gave us all, collectively as the world, it gave us all AIDS. You can get your Fauci gave us all AIDS shirt there, right? There you go. You got uh, you got your COVID Kool-Aid man and a few other different designs. Uh, I see false flags. Uh, we are many, they are few, or the traditional just build. You know, because we're all about building around here, guys. So anyway, support Big Frog T-shirts in Beaverton, Oregon by shopping at rebunk.news forward slash shirts, or there's a link at the top of rebunk.news uh, right there. Bam. Uh, we've got the Give, Send, Go up. If you want to just drop a tip in the jar, if you want to be a recurring monthly subscriber over at subscribestar.com forward slash rebunked. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much, I got a few other promotional things. Actually, the other last other thing I want to shout out is... Uh, the last American Vagabond Substack, so tlavagabond.substack.com. Just cranking out content over there, you guys. It's just uh, like the most recent one. FDA policy change accidentally exposes emergency use authorization, deception, and fraud. Go check that one out. Um, the one before was the study shows that vaccinated have a lower immune function than the unvaccinated after eight months. I mean, this is like, you know, if you want to stay up to date, uh, way ahead of the rest of the mainstream, uh, check out the last American Vagabond Substack. Become a subscriber to help support the work that goes on over there. 
So I think I'll cut that short right there with all the promotional stuff right there. And I'm going to bring in my guest, uh, Benjamin Capra. How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going, Scott? Uh, very good, man. Thank you so much for coming on. So um, I heard uh, I heard around the way from uh, my, my Bertarian friends there that uh, you had a book in the works and uh, or, or published. You published a book. So tell us, uh, before we get too far into your story and uh, a lot of the nitty gritty stuff, tell us a little bit about what the book is and uh, kind of what it's all about. Yeah. So the book is called The Stead Pill, A Modern Dating Guide for Traditional Men. And uh, really, I wrote this book to be the kind of guidebook that I wish I had found as a you know twenty-something single man trying to figure things out, trying to figure out uh, what kind of life I want to build, who I want to build it with, and then taking that step of like, okay, how do I go find this person? Um, how to where to where to meet a quality woman? You know, how to approach her, how to talk to her, all the steps of dating understanding the difference between men and women and there were just a ton of different resources that i had to kind of sift through that were all just modern you know kind of hookup culture stuff and some relationship stuff where they're like still you know very pro like sex as part of dating and uh, pro divorce and all of that and i'm like okay well i need to sift through this and find out what is true and you know, what we can do without. Uh, and so I, I kind of collected all this information and uh, I just felt the need to, to put it all into a simple kind of easy to read format for men. Man, I, that's awesome. That's very, very invaluable stuff. You know, I can't wait to actually get into it because I'm one of those guys, man. I'm, I'm uh, out on the dating scene, single guy trying to find a partner in this crazy, insane world. And it's just like, you know, uh, you know, I'm busy. So, you know, yeah, sure. I'm on these dating apps. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it's tough out there, you know? Um, yes, you're right. It's a lot of just like, you know, the way I characterize it is like disposable. It's like the disposable culture where it's like, and it's so superficial where it's like either a yes or a no, just based on very false superficial things or, you know, this, just the always, you know, wanting, something better like always on the lookout for something better you know what i mean it's just like this mentality that you get yeah, into the, and it's the like, trade-up yeah. yeah the trade-up factor you know and yeah, it's like there's then, always something better around the corner or you yeah. know i'm gonna get bored of this after seven months or whatever yeah that's that's a huge factor and then the other thing too is just the permission the permissibility of just like just like the just ghosting ghosting thrown away who cares like you, you talk to somebody for like a month and then poof like you just never hear back just like bam just like that they just bam yeah. crazy crazy and that was actually uh one of the things that led me to uh really go down this this uh experience of of diving into the to the research to figure out why women act that way right mm -hmm. like to figure out how to date uh was i ended up getting ghosted and heartbroken a couple of times. And I decided, all right, that sucked. Uh, I don't want to have to deal with that again. And so I just start, you know, just cannonballed right into the yeah. deep end of all of that, but read everything I could get my hands on. And uh, yeah, I, I, I quickly felt, you know, it was, it just felt manipulative it's hard to describe, but you know, when you, when you learn all that, that modern dating material, it's uh, it does feel kind of like cheat codes almost. And it just felt kind of shallow and manipulative. And I'm like, there, okay, there's something wrong here. Um, and, and I kind of started to realize, and this all, 
all of this aligned at the same time as I was coming to God as well, coming to know God. I, uh, I used to be an atheist. I used to be really out of shape, didn't really know what I was going to do with my life. Uh, and as I was learning kind of the big picture of the world, um, I was also starting to read the Bible as I was starting to learn about women and dating, as I was learning about, you know, the red pill and, and uh, just the reality of things. And all of that happened at once. Right. And I felt like it had to, for me to order in order for me to kind of see a better way forward with all of this. Uh, and so I, I felt uh, the missing piece really like that, what that sets apart my, uh, my book from, everything else out there is uh, really it's the intentionality behind it, mm. right? It's, it's, this isn't a book for trying to go pick up a chick and hook up and, and maybe date for a little while, you know, and then see what happens. It's like, no, okay, well, how do we fix the problem of the dating world is we need to have some structure, right? And that, that all starts with, with men. We are naturally, leaders and we need to lead while we're single and you and my book helps show you how you can do that yeah that's awesome man and so that's interesting that you came about it so from what i'm hearing though is like you came about it from the uh idea of like understanding modern dating culture maybe so you dove in and kind of read some of the advice and tips of some of the resources out there talking about like how to be successful in like a tinder dating environment and you found it to be just like repulsive. Is that what you're saying? You, you started Pretty much. Is that where you started? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Kind of yeah. like the Andrew Tate approach, right? Like the Andrew Tate approach to like dating, right? Like that sort of thing. Is that kind of what you ran up, ran up against? I, I'd never heard of Andrew Tate until, you know. Until Owen. I, yeah, yeah. Until Owen started talking about him. I had no idea either. I'm like, who is yeah. this guy? And I'm like, oh, but I, I, I've, you know, I've said my piece on Andrew Tate on the <laughs> On the telegram channel so there you go <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah there were there were some some guys that that had a good grasp on you know the fundamental differences in men and women and how to date in the modern world and all of this and i i took i did find some nuggets of truth there right but it wasn't like that truth was only to just hook up it was like a fundamental you know masculine and feminine kind of definitions and understanding of, of that balance of creation right and so a lot of that is what i took and i'm like all right this makes sense this is real i can apply this and not be a you know fuck boy so to speak yeah, yeah. pardon my yeah, language yeah. no you're fine yeah just cuss away man cuss away so do you want to elaborate a little bit more about like the circumstances that led up to this awakening? Like, like what, what, what was actually going on? Like what was the situation that was like caused the spark? If you don't mind going down that road. Uh, yeah. So uh, when I was single and dating and uh, I was also kind of traveling across the country and doing the nomad thing for a little bit. Um, so I was working on a ranch out in Texas and uh, you know, this, this date ended up not going so great. Um, and there was, there was something that just kind of clicked as I started reading the Bible, um, where it was understanding that putting intentionality behind all of this can help weed out so much upfront without having to worry about any of this. And then putting, putting something as simple as a, excuse me, as a deadline on when you're going to 
to decide whether or not to continue dating this person or not. Mm. Like just that alone, right? If there's one change that most men could make really easily, right? It would be to just put a limit, put yourself, put, put a limit on yourself uh, for how many dates you're going to see this person before you make a decision. All right. I'm either going to pursue this woman exclusively with the intention of a relationship or she doesn't meet, you know, the criteria of who I'm looking for and, and is, isn't the right person for me. And you're making that decision and then moving on. Yeah. That's, that's great advice, man. Actually, yeah. you know, and it's interesting too, because, you know, along with the, the negatives of it, with the negatives of all the, just the, just the low attention span, just throw away nature of it all. And also, you know, it's a great opportunity because it opens up so much uh, of the dating pool that would otherwise not be available or accessible to us. So it's like a really double-edged sword, right? And I've heard people say too, like, who is to say that your partner is actually located geographically in the same town as you, you know what I mean? And so, you know, there's a lot of, uh, and I want to get into that too, about the concept of maybe, you know, looking for a partner outside of your immediate general area. But um, yeah, my, I, I actually, I take the approach that like, there's a lot of, you know, trad guys on online that'll be keyboard warriors about, you know, the purity spiral about all sure. kinds of things. And they're very upset at Owen doing Catholic week right now. <laughs> but <laughs> um, uh, I think it's hilarious. But those guys will be the same guys that are, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, shit talk about dating apps and, and dating websites and say it's all trash. Don't ever use it. But then they'll end up like messaging some girl, you know, on the other side of the planet and trying to like build a relationship. Mm -hmm. that way when it's like i see the internet and all of these dating apps is just a tool right it's like how like how owen was talking about how the fbi is a tool it's whoever's using it it's the intention behind the tool that matters right so with dating apps with online dating websites i think they are phenomenal tools and it's an advantage to us and being you know members of the age of information like being so connected we have this privilege to be able to use this resource to cast a wider net, right? And then as you're pulling your net back in, you're you're examining every fish in the net to make sure it's like, okay, was well, this what I was looking for? No, mm -hmm. put it back in the, let it go, put it back in the water. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. So well, let's start off with some definitions. I heard you say trad guys, uh, your, your telegram is t.me forward slash trad wife dating uh traditional like I, mean, I don't know you know uh what would you how would you characterize or define traditional dating versus modern dating and uh how would you characterize a trad wife and a trad guy so it's uh it's kind of an interesting thing um going into definitions like this i i keep those definitions kind of loose because sure. we are all essentially or not all, most of us, like 99% of us, unless you were raised Mennonite or Amish and all of that, like we are pretty much modern people, right? And we have to make the decision to return to traditional lifestyles, right? Like there's that whole movement of return to tradition, right? And, you know, granted, I kind of keyed in on, on a few of those buzzwords for this, but uh, really I look at so a trad wife is any woman has the potential to be a trad wife if she's in tune with her feminine nature 
and wants to be a wife and mom. That's it. Like you don't, any woman, any woman out there could go get a wig and a dress from Walmart and LARP as a, as a trad wife, but it's, it's, uh, it's essentially something that, um, is, is earned. It's like, it's made, you have to, like the woman has to make the decision. All right, I'm going to be with this guy and pursue this lifestyle. And I want to be a wife and a mother. Right. And that's something that unfortunately the message for a lot of young women these days is that, you know, they're pushed into having a career, go to college. You don't want to be dependent on man, you know, and, and that unfortunately is a hindrance. And a lot of women aren't raised with even the thought that being a wife and a mom is something good or something that you can choose to want to be like just that alone. Right. So as far as, as far as trying to like nail down these definitions, it's, it's not something that, uh, you know, we're really in a, in a position to do right now. Yeah, totally. But, and that, that totally makes sense, man. But I think we've lost so much of that, man. And it's like, and it's very deliberate. It's very deliberate. You see just everywhere. Like, well, I don't know. I was at a place where they had a TV show going the other night. I'm just watching. I don't watch any like TV dude. And, like this was like some yeah. Netflix show. I can't even remember what it was, but it was like these like, two like younger girls like on vacation like just getting high and trying to like have orgies with people i'm like this is this is so crazy man like i just like i just i can't take it man it's crazy or like the, i always talk about it on the show the only time i ever do watch tv when my eyes like glimpse of tv is like at the gym or something and it's just like every time i glance up it's just horror horror on top of horror you know what i mean it's just I'll, I'll admit i'll admit i indulge a little in uh some we call it my wife and i call it trash tv Okay. You know, we got the baby and, and, you know, we do a lot of, we're, we're in bed early most nights. Yeah. Um, so with a six month old at home, we, we every now and then indulge in a little, yeah. you know, yeah. reality TV or something, but we, we acknowledge that it's junk food for our brains. And so uh, I do these, uh, these little games where I like try to point out, like, say we're watching the bachelorette. I'll like, Oh, who's the producer pick, right? Like who is going to be given a rose, that wasn't his decision to give, you know, to, to create more drama down the road or, mm -hmm. or looking for like the cuts between a conversation uh, that show that it's edited. So like something like the, uh, the, the wine level and the glass, you know, oh. up, up and down or the food reappearing on the plate. That's wizard. So little things like that kind of help break, break that, you know, that, that mind entrapment. Yeah, you know? totally. Totally. That's hilarious. Well, that's, that's a great segue, man. So, so you've obviously had success with this. So I'd love to hear more about your story in terms of uh, how this journey, um, you know, inquiring into these um, dating practices actually led you to finding your partner. And now you have a family out of it. Like I, I'm so excited to hear about this. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first off, my wife and I are a tender love story. So nice. Right there, right out of the gate, letting you know that dating apps can work. It's all about the intention you put behind it. You know, if you're going on to a dating app to try to hook up, you're probably going to find someone to hook up with. If you're going on there with the intention to find a quality person, most people assume that Tinder is where you go to date now. Like, it's not just a hookup thing anymore. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, my wife and I met on Tinder. Um we had our first date scheduled and she actually uh, tried to cancel. <laughs> yeah. She tried to say, you know, oh, you know, I got to work late and I don't really know if I'm going to make it. 
and I texted her back, you know, Hey, I'd love to see you, but uh, I'm a pretty busy guy and I don't know when I'll be available. So let me know when you can make definite plans. And I don't think she'd ever been told no like that, like kind of like a don't waste my time kind of response. Like, it, you know, I left the door open for her, uh, but then letting her know, setting a boundary up front, like, hey, don't waste my time. Uh, but I really would love to see you. And she backpedaled, kept the date, and we had a phenomenal night. Um, you know, we, we met at a coffee shop, then uh, walked down the street to an arcade, um, then went and had tacos and margaritas. Nice, dude. And, okay. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, it was, it was um, part of this whole structure that I help coach in the book is, is just understanding how when we are able to be constantly connected, it lessens the amount of available time someone has away from you to be able to analyze their feelings and their thoughts and let them grow. And it, there was kind of a big realization for me uh, was that love doesn't grow when you're there. Love is what happens. Love is what grows when you're not around and she's sitting there thinking and wondering about you. And if she's wondering about you, she's not going to ghost you. Right. And so something like that. Uh, and then as simple as just reaching out once a week to set a date and then getting off the phone. Like it really is that simple, right? If she reaches out before then, uh, use her reaching out to set another date. Like you're, you're essentially setting the parameters that whenever she contacts you, she is rewarded with affirmation of her wondering about you, her feelings about you by you setting another date. You're, you're, you're rewarding that, uh, uh, positive reinforcement, right? It's, 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 you're encouraging that in her. And that is allowed, that is reaffirming the feelings she is starting to develop for you when you're not there. That's interesting. That's interesting. I'm usually more, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's, that ring, that rings loud and clear. Cause usually I'm the guy that's like, Oh, I gotta be the first one to text in the morning to, to make sure that she knows I'm thinking about her. You know what I mean? So and that's how you get ghosted. Yeah. That's how you get ghosted. Oh, you just, uh, you solved the puzzle. There you go. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I don't know how many times I say it in the book, but I'm sure it's, it's at least a dozen where I'm, you know, reminding you to get off the phone, stop texting. Like you, you get to know someone in person, right? Like my job now I'm in plumbing, but I'm in a sales role and you don't make, sales calls over the phone you go do that in person you build that relationship in person right so then when someone wants to place a you know hundred thousand dollar water heater order they know they can call me and and throw me that po and that i'll take care of it because i've spent that time in person building that rapport right um there really are a ton of connections with sales and dating by the way like it's there's, there's, uh, it's, everything's a negotiation, right? And you being the leader, you are, you are setting the stage, uh, to either accept or reject whatever that deal is presented as, right? So it's like when my wife tried to backpedal and cancel the date, I said no to that, to those terms, but I left the door open saying, Hey, I still want to see you 
let me know when you're free. And then she backpedaled and we kept the date. And yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of little tricks, um, not tricks, but it's, it's just, uh, it sounds like tricks, but really it's an implementation of structure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's important to understand is that you're not manipulating anyone or anything. You are approaching this with intention and you have a structured order to it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it allows her uh to feel her feelings right that's a big thing for women is their their entire um, um, operating system is emotional right like we run it's like mac and pc we run logic.os and they run emotionware or whatever <laughs> right? like <laughs> So, so they need time to feel their feelings and to like, to, to, to express them and to understand them and to evaluate them and, and go through that. And they want to, they want to feel all those feelings in the moment too of the date. And so by understanding that and having the structure in place, especially with your, the, the way you can plan a date out, um, you will be inviting her to come enjoy and experience what it means to be in her feminine and to feel led by a masculine guy who has a plan and to feel everything as it happens in the moment. Right. That's a, that's another big thing is, is uh, women want to experience it, their feelings in the moment. So it's like, you don't want to tell her up front what the whole plan is for the night. You just say, Hey, we're going to meet at this place at this time. Um, and then when you're there you're having a good time and it's, Hey, you want to go walk down the street to the arcade? Let's go, let's go shoot some pool or, you know, I bet you, I bet I could kick your butt at Pac-Man. There you go. Right. Totally. Dude, I love it, man. I love it. And a lot of that has to do with just like, like what we were talking about a minute ago about just the, the not waking up first thing and texting her. It's like the squashing your inner gamma, right? Like none of that gamma. Exactly. Tends, dude, throw it yes. out the window, right? So, yes. There's yeah. a whole, there a whole thing on, on just, it's a mindset adjustment. That's probably the hardest thing to make uh for guys reading sorry that was my okay. uh it's a mindset shift that's probably the hardest thing that any guy needs to make in this process mm -hmm. is to be able to um not be in that emotional and reactive state mm -hmm. to right you're going in reverse when you're in emotion right like you need to slow down put it in neutral analyze the situation and then make a decision yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so speaking of, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, we were kind of talking about first date, uh, like a first date scenario. You gave out some awesome tips there, but what are some other, uh, tips like do's and don'ts for a first date? Yeah. Yeah. I got a bunch of them. So, uh, here's a good one. Um, you've, you've probably heard the 80, 20 rule. It's mm -hmm. everywhere now, right? So you do the 80, 20 rule of you do 80% of the listening. Right. You want to be asking good quality questions to find out who she is. All right. And do 20 percent of the talking. Right. So you don't want to spend the night talking about yourself. Everyone loves, especially on a first date, everyone loves to talk about themselves. Letter. <laughs> like it's yeah, that yeah. simple. Right. Ask her good questions. Right. Good open ended questions. Right. Um, so don't spend the night talking about yourself. Uh, don't talk about your future together. Definitely don't do that on a first date. 
that's going to throw up red flags for anyone where it's like, oh, okay, this person's like overly invested and I don't even know them, right? Like it's not appropriate. Uh, stay positive. So do talk about positive things, right? Like especially if uh, previous relationship questions are asked, right? Like let her memories about you be positive, right? Don't badmouth your ex-girlfriends or her ex-boyfriends, right? Like keep everything positive. Like even if you had your heart ripped out by the previous girl, right? You got, you know, ghosted, you have no idea why, and you just feel crushed, right? You don't, I'm not saying you don't tell her that, but you need to phrase it in a way that shows this was some adversity that I'd faced and I struggled with, but I overcame it and, you know, kind of highlight how it's not keeping you back, right? Like it was just a hill to climb, right? There's always a positive way to phrase things. Mm -hmm. um, so try your best to, to make those memories of her, uh, for her, of you on the date to be positive. So um, compliments, like do tell her that she looks nice when you pick her up for the date or when you meet up, right? Don't spend the night complimenting her a ton, right? They come off as like needy and insecure and just end up feeling like bribes for sex, right? Uh, do play, do uh, take her someplace nice, quiet, and intimate and uh, inexpensive. Key thing, right? Uh, first date should be fun, lighthearted, affordable, right? You're just trying to see how things go and get to know her better. Right. Don't go over the top and take her to an expensive restaurant and, you know, rent the whole place out and have a private, uh, you know, uh, have your own server, white glove service and a violin at the table. Like that's not appropriate and it's going to throw up red flags. Either that or she's going to assume you've got a ton of money and that's going to be the standard. Mm -hmm. Right. So either one of those outcomes generally isn't good. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, do begin first date conversations with light topics, right? Like how her day was, what she's working on, and then, you know, go into background topics, you know, where are you from, where you grew up, all of that, right? Um, don't start talking about how you're trying to find a wife, right? Or uh, ask her opinion on the uh, geopolitical complexities of Israel. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's, like, so that's so. Here's, so on that on that note, right? Okay, so this is a good this is a good place to pause for a sec. So one of the things I've done, and I'd love I'd love your advice on this, is I, especially when I was. So I don't know uh, if you guys picked up on it. So Ben Benjamin's out in Oregon. So I just moved from Oregon, as you guys all know. I'm bummed we didn't connect while I was there. But uh, you know, when I was out there, I had to put up a very strong front on my dating profile to make it very clear that there are certain types of women that I was not interested in talking to. And a lot of that language said, if you're unvaccinated, leave me alone, you know, like just like, or if you're vaccinated, excuse me, if you're vaccinated, leave me alone. And basically it said vaccinated equals unmatched with a big old X through it. And just saying like, you know, conservative, like not looking for it. So do you feel like it's good to put that type of stuff out there? I mean, cause that's, to me, that's a deal breaker. You know what I mean? And a lot, of, I mean, to me, I would want to date a woman that's like, you know, going to like freaking like uh, Antifa rallies and stuff like that. Like, I just wouldn't want to, I just wouldn't want to, it's not compatible. There's zero compatibility there. So do you feel like it's good to put up that front? Or also I put like, you know, I'm into like, you know, 
going down rabbit holes, that type of thing. Like I put that on my, my website. And so then I get, I get women <laughs> responding that say that they're also into going down rabbit holes. And so that, I see that as like awesome first date conversation material. So what are your thoughts on all that? I think that's a good way to go. It's a way to, to set up your profile uh, to essentially screen out a bunch of people without you having to do anything. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's uh, I would take it a step further into really spend some time uh, offline to dial in what are your top 10 most important qualities you're looking for in a partner and then what are your top 10 absolute deal breakers mm -hmm. right and then you you know put them in order you can adjust as you go you'll find out as you're dating that oh you know what i thought was you know really number three wasn't as important to me as say number six and then you switch them mm -hmm. um but the point is to actually write that down you know, write it down. Don't type it, all this writing. It creates, you know, neural connections in your brain yep. and all of this. Um, and then you can implement that in your dating profiles. Right. But again, stay positive with a lot of it. You want to, you want to frame it in kind of like, um, Hey, are you, are you a five, seven blonde haired unvaccinated girl that likes conspiracy theories? If yeah, so, well I want to talk to you. Like yeah, whatever, exactly. like whatever your list is, put like, you know, four or five of them up in some open-ended questions to where, you know, if a woman sees that and she's reading it and answers yes, she'll be more likely to message you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Let me, let me know what you think about the shape of the earth and your first message or I don't know. <laughs> I, I would recommend not. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Staying, you know, it's again a first date's fun and lighthearted. And granted, if if you connect with someone on a dating app and she tells you up front, like, "Hey, I match because you're a conspiracy guy," and you guys can spend the the whole first date, that'd be fun. Like just yeah. diving into conspiracy theories, like, "Hey, what's your favorite one? Have you ever done this? Have you ever looked into this? Do you think dinosaurs are real? Have you ever have you ever uh, checked out the uh, curvature formula of the Earth? Right? That would be fun." with a woman who <laughs> knew that that was where the first date might go. Yeah. You know, so yeah. there's, there's a lot of structure to uh, how to date, right? Think of it as a skill. Uh, there's a lot of structure that you can implement to make you successful. And a big part of it is honestly what you don't say, right? It's there's the power of words are huge. Right. So it's it's the same thing with like, you know, not speaking negatively about yourself. Right. You, you don't want to be putting a bunch of negative stuff into the date because that's going to lower her attraction for you. Right. Mm -hmm. Like negativity affects attraction negatively. Right? Yeah. That's a good way to remember it. That's actually a really good point. So then if you're just sitting there just like talking about like vaccine genocide and the new world yeah. order, like that's going to create like cortisol and all kinds of negative reactions. You don't yeah. want that, dude. You don't want that. Don't do it. Ah, okay. <laughs> don't okay. do it. You know, you can, you can, uh, there's a, there's a reason that I haven't really posted anything on the, uh, the telegram channel, the, the traditional dating guide channel um, about, you know, where to find like unvaccinated dates. And that's be, that's purely because, and it aligns with the the philosophy of the Stead Bill. It's such a negative rabbit hole. Yeah. Like almost everything about that topic is negative. It's always going to go in a negative direction. 
right? Like it's every aspect of it. There's, there really is no positive way to discuss it. Um, and so for that, it's going to be, it honestly might be one of the, the hardest things for you guys to figure out, um, you know, on the mainstream dating apps, how to navigate. And I don't have a solution for that. You know, I'm, I wrote this book for any guy, any guy who wants to find a, you know, a, a, a good woman who wants to be a wife and a mom. And I wrote this book for them to understand okay. the masculine feminine dynamic, to understand how to lead, right? Like 60% of this book is basically just get your shit together. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Learn how to it's, crush, man. Learn how yeah, to crush. Learn how to crush. Grow yeah. a pair, get your shit yep. together and uh, yeah. learn how to lead. Yeah. We're born to do it. Exactly. I, I had a gal uh, message me. She's like, so what's your personality type? I'm an, or what's your Myers-Briggs personality type? I'm an INFJ. Are you an ENPJ? You seem like an ENPJ. What? I'm like, you know what? I just, I wake up every day and I crush. That's it. That's my personality type. I just wake up every day and I crush. That's it. I <laughs> <guess. was> like, <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's so funny. Like there's, there's so much like, uh, I see, I see all that is like everyone's fascination with like the Zodiac and astrology mm. and the, the Myers-Briggs and it's like everyone's craving for truth and meaning and all of this. And it's like, well, you find that in the Bible, mm. but I will say there are some benefits to going down those rabbit holes of, you know, personality profile type stuff. Personally, I, I recommend the, the Enneagram in my book. Uh, just because that's what helped me out and it aligned with kind of the, you know, biblical worldview that I have now. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that if, it, but it's, again, it's not something to just like focus on and put all your effort into because then it's just, it turns into stereotypes and it, it provides excuses, right? You're excusing yeah, yeah. behavior and, you know, men owning, owning their shit don't give excuses. Like I make it a point professionally now to like, I, I dropped the ball at work on a, on a big project opportunity. I messed up. I let this guy down and I told him up front, Hey man, I'm sorry. I dropped the ball. I'm not going to, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to give you a bunch of excuses. Why? But I messed up. I won't do it again. There you go. Exactly. Right? So it's, it's focusing on, on all of those, uh, you know, personality types, they can help. And that's why I recommend the Enneagram because it kind of shows a way forward on like where to grow, you know, like how to, how to push into um, your development areas, you know, where, where you are like emotionally and, and how to, how to actually lean into that and to, to flush those out and grow. So that's why I recommend it because that aligns perfectly with, with the stead pill mindset of, you know, it's not negative. We're positive and we're growing. Okay, cool, man. I hadn't, I, I think I may have heard in passing the term Enneagram. So I said, look it up. Interesting. Okay, cool. I'll maybe look into that. But uh, yeah. so, so um, yeah, definitely have some more, a few more questions here, man. And, and uh, you mentioned the name of the book just there. So the Stead pill. So uh, for those that may not be uh, in Bertaria, what, what is the Stead pill? What does that mean to you? So the Stead pill uh, was originally coined by Owen Benjamin on one of his streams when someone in the chat was spurging out about the red pill. And I think this was like during the Andrew Tate uh, roasting 
time period there. Because that, yeah. Andrew Tate is the epitome of like the red pill mindset, right? It's still negative. It doesn't grow anything. It's still just disgusting. And the red pill uh, people like they need a way forward. Like the red pill kind of wakes you up to the reality of uh, divorce statistics and you're worried about pair bonding, right? Uh, but that's you're staying in like that negative mindset, right? And the stead pill is, all right, how do I move forward from this? It's like, here's the reality of that. Well, is that true? Yes or no? Even if it is, how do you move forward? Right? It's It's embracing the mindset that God always gives us a way forward. And so the stead pill is written as a book for men right now in this day and age to show them a way forward to be able to build a future that can improve for the next generation and the generation after it. Like but the whole, the whole point of this book is uh, I hope to have to uh, completely revise it when I'm a grandpa. Right. I want it to be not applicable anymore. I want society to have moved back to a more, you know, moral position by the time that my grandchildren are dating. Mm. Right. Like I want to have to update this book or, or throw it out completely and write a new one. Right. Yeah. Like that's that's the goal. So this is written for right now. The men right now and for the next, I don't know, 15 years. Yeah. Man, and geez, I mean, it's so true, man. It's just like it's 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 so bad. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here, but just like the the what's incentivized and what's uh, ref, like propped up and what's shown as good and positive is really the inversion, the absolute pure inversion of the true nature of it. And we've been all led so far away. Another thing I've talked about on the show too was like probably the biggest spell that was broken for me with Owen was the idea that. Um, you know, having kids was like an inconvenience, like having kids and like being a dad or any of that. Like I was my whole life and I saw my friends with their kids and I'm like, no, thanks. I'm good on all that. You know? And I'm like, I'd rather just be like, you know, single perpetual bachelor type guy. And then I just, you know, after listening to Owen for a while, I'm like, shit, dude, I was completely wrong. Like, how did this even happen? And it's all that programming, man. Like it's deep. It's deep. Yeah. It's deep. Yeah, yeah. It's deep. And the, the red pill in my opinion, is another thing that's going to keep men trapped and to keep them in that mindset of like, oh, well, then I just won't get married because, you know, most women have on average four sexual partners before. So that means that their divorce rate, you know, statistic is is more than likely. So it's like, I don't want to get married if I'm going to get divorced and have to lose half my I'm just it blows my mind the amount of negativity that's out there for that. And so like the whole intro in my book is, you know, ditch the red pill for the stead pill. There you go. Right. So it's like, for example, the red pill is, is showing you how corrupt the public education system is and how they're sexualizing children. Right. There's no solution presented there. It's just negativity, but granted it's real. Right. So there's, there's some truth there, but like, that's how, that's how the best lies work is that there's a little nugget of truth shadowed in lies right? Or fear in this case. Um, so the stead pill provides a way forward by simply, you know, pointing out that a traditional family who homeschools their children completely avoids that problem. Right? Yeah. Yep. Tons of examples, 
right? Like uh, if, if you're concerned about food production, fires, soy, seed oils, you know, how the elites are planning on culling the global population uh, from bad food, well, shorten your, the stead pills like, hey, don't worry about that. Shorten your supply chain, you know, build, grow, go grow your own food. You know, yeah. get to know your local rancher or farmer. Exactly. Stuff exactly. like that. Like it's, it's providing uh, a, a different, a mindset shift. That is what the stead pill encapsulates. Yeah, right? that's so awesome. It's a, focus, it's a focus that's pure Bertaria. You know, we're out there to build and crush and that's what we're going to keep doing. That's amazing, man. All right. So where would you suggest, where would you suggest somebody start down this road? Like, let's say I did want to find a woman to be a mom and have kids with, like, where would, where would you suggest the journey begins? So it all starts with taking time to be alone and figure out who you are and what kind of life you want to build, right? You want to, you want to be able to describe it in detail to the point where you could turn it into a short story. Right. Uh, like Jesus may be the navigator, but ultimately we as men are the captains of our own ships in life. Right. We need to set a course, you know, check that it, you know, clears with the navigator and set sail. Like we need to decide where we're going and why. Right. And Jesus will help us get there. Right. That's so that's where to start is to figure out what am I going to build? Right. What kind of life am I going to build? Just get it. Just get some kind of vision in your head. Write it down. Um, maybe even do a vision board. Granted, there's you know people spiral about like occult stuff of like manifestation, and I I don't care. <laughs> but when you say something, it's real. It, you're turning a thought into something real in the form of sound. And the same thing with when you write something down, you have now made something, right? And that helps align your decisions and your attitude and your focus to pursue those things, right? So starting with what kind of life you want to build, then you got to go to the next step is, all right, who am I going to build that with, right? What kind of person do I see myself with? Um, who is a good match for me? And you've got to be able to understand aspects of your own personality here to, to figure out, okay, what kind of uh, woman would be a better fit for me? Someone who's kind and, and uh, doesn't speak bad about anybody or a woman who likes to banter and shit talk, right? Like, you know, my wife is secretly the funniest person in any room, right? She won't speak negatively openly to anyone, but she'll whisper a joke in my ear that just like shatters everything. And she's, yeah, it's, she's hilarious. That's right. Awesome. But she, she doesn't, she doesn't want to be mean or, or, or anything to anyone. Um, but that was something I, I looked for. It was, I wanted someone with a sense of humor. Right. Um, so you need to figure that out. Right. Is she tall? Is she short? You know, is she uh, in shape? Does she go to the gym? Is she just healthy? You know, like average healthy, or is she like, you know, 250 pounds? What are you looking for? What kind of woman are you looking for? Right. So that's all just an exercise you could accomplish by yourself in an evening. Right. The next step is one of the hardest steps to make in this whole process. And that's with um, the understanding that like attracts like, and you need to become 
who you want to attract. Right. And I don't mean that in the sense of like, I want a feminine woman, so I need to be feminine. Yeah. I don't mean it like that. Or, or like, Oh, I need to get taller. No, that, that doesn't matter. I'm, I'm talking about like, if you want a, a woman who is a good communicator, right. Who doesn't want to go to bed angry. Right. But you have a tendency to get defensive and argue, right. And emotionally react to things. You need to work on that. Right. And, and, some of these things you can be in the process of working on when you meet a good quality person who matches your list, right? Um, you, as long as you're in the process of working through that, uh, you know, a woman will still consider you as a, as a potential candidate. Like she'll still date you. She'll still want a relationship and pursue a future with you because she sees that you're still working on that. Yeah. Right? You're not just brushing under the rug. But if you continue to argue and, and debate and just like ignore her and just dismiss her all the time, she's going to bail. Like that's just going to happen. Like attracts like. So um, the big one uh, for a lot of guys is uh, fitness, right? If you want a woman that's in good shape, has a good body, takes care of herself, you need to do the same, bud. Like <laughs> that's probably the biggest thing that's going to help increase your uh, most guys odds right? Is, is getting in shape. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and it does so much more than just that. I mean, that's like the solution to life. Like if you're depressed or whatever, dude, like, why don't you start with that? That's going to yeah. pull you out of it. Like guarantee. Yeah. Man, no, eat, lift, lift heavy things. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. It's going to, and then like strenuous, like cardio, like that just reverses everything. Like it's, there's no room for depression at that point. And you sleep great, which is fantastic. It's just like, yeah, like, win, like, win, win. If you want a woman that's out there hiking and loves the outdoors and in yeah. good shape, but you're pounding Cheetos and Dr. Pepper in your mom's basement while doing marathon gaming sessions at Fortnite, like oh. you got to make some changes, bud. Like yeah. here's your wake up call. Big time. Like, if you, if you want this vision you've written down, you need to make some changes. Yep. hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's funny yesterday, like just um, Owen was talking about uh, like women's, they, they don't watch porn very much. It's like, it's like literature, right? It's like, they like the romance novels. And typically it's like the, and they, they're looking for the high status male who's a psychotic who wants them and nothing else. Right. It's like the beauty and the beast type thing. Oh yeah. 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 There, there's a, uh, I, I actually, I agree with Owen a lot on uh, how he's pro hypergamy mm -hmm. and I'm pro hypergamy. Define that for us. So hypergamy it's like is trading up, right? Yeah, well, hypergamy is like the innate feminine nature where they desire, right? Like 80% of women desire the top 20% of men, right? And I'm good with that. I think that's good and healthy because it encourages men to step up their game. Now, most modern men would rather just complain and bitch and, you know, start the MGTOW movement or become incels and bitch on Reddit. I'm here to try to say, hey, you can do that. You can do that. You absolutely can. Here's how. Yeah. Go yeah. do it. 100%. Like it. It's that simple. I intend to, uh, with this book, for this book to, to help men uh, embrace hypergamy and become better men. Yeah. That's, that's there's... Just using, letting, letting hypergamy do its thing. Become, a, become the quality catch that she wants. Become the first place trophy you know, that's gilded in gold and all of this that she wants to earn. Don't become, don't stay the participation ribbon. 
Oh yeah. There's you something know? invigorating about that too, man. Like it's like, yeah. it's, 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 it's awesome, man. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. Yeah. And she'll feel, she'll feel thrilled. She's like, yeah, look at my man. He's awesome. Look at yeah. Look, she'll, she'll want to brag. Exactly. Like, it's, it's huge. Exactly. So it's don't, you know, don't focus on the negative of hypergamy and, and try to wish for a better time and all this. Like, no, okay. You need to be a better man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, then, and then that aspect starts with your mindset. So I know you were saying like yeah. your mindset is either your biggest strength or your biggest hindrance. You want to elaborate yeah. on that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So um, what you focus on is what you attract, right? So if you're focused on, going out and, you know, getting in shape and finding, approaching a bunch of women and trying to find a quality woman to eventually marry and start a family with, you're going to do that, right? If you're focused on just bitching on the internet, how there's no quality women anymore, you're going to keep playing Fortnite and eating Cheetos and bitching on the internet that there's no quality women, right? It's, it's, uh, how you look at things determines a lot, right? And Owen was just talking about this on, on the stream about like the different uh, fractals of behavior and the different realms that people live at, right? The stead pill, I've written this to help men try to acquire the mindset to be able to start living in the realm of the stead pill, right? It's positively focused on building a life with a woman, right? Like building a family. Like how to do that. Yeah. If you're so, operating in that zone on that frequency, it's going to attract it. If you're elsewhere, if you're just trying to get laid or if you're trying to like dirtbag women or just, you know, it's going to be a different frequency. You're going to be in that fractal. Like you're going to be in that fractal. Yeah. It's going to create, it's going to permutate out and the reality that it creates that manifests out from that is going to be that reality. But if you're up here operating, yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, that's it. It's almost like the secret to life right there, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, what, it is crazy the power the power that your mindset has over your life you know it affects it affects your decisions every day mm -hmm. it affects how you think you know what you read what you watch it affects everything so it's it's i'm i'm trying to give men who've you know say taken the red pill and they're so hell-bent on the negativity i'm like hey look change gears a little bit you know re reprogram your mind a little bit to the to think about it like this or think about it like this right this is something you can do right the red the red pill is just like this doom and gloom it's it's really it's a black pill you know it's dread yeah. and despair yeah. right yeah. like it, it's it's awful yeah and and so i'm trying to like get guys to raise their raise their consciousness so to speak right like get to that get to that fractal that will attract quality women to you Right. And when you do get to that level, when you do get yourself up to the top 20 percent, um, you know, and you're using you, you, you will find yourself the target. You will find yourself in a in a position where you are going to be turning down attractive women like that's just think about that for a second. Right. Like a lot of single guys have this mindset of like oh women pick and choose who they want to date yeah well my mindset is that men pick and choose who they marry mm. and if you embrace that 
you're going to find yourself, you know, there'll be, there'll be this smoking hot woman, but she's kind of a mess and she's hell bent on pursuing her career as a lawyer. It's like, okay, you're hot, but like, you don't really want to be a mom. So sorry. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There you go. (laughs) You know, and and you're talking about the negativity piece of it too. It's like, you know, the rejection part can be demoralizing. It's like, sometimes you just like want to just like, fuck this man, but whatever. But like talk about how rejection is actually a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So rejection again with the, with the right mindset here, um, rejection is one of the best tools you actually have as a single guy because rejection is something that is going to save you time right time is the most precious resource we have in our lives right you're never going to get it back whoever you spend it with that's a huge gift it's priceless right and so when it comes to being efficient with your time and your money like dating can get expensive pretty quick right especially if you have all the fundamentals in the book figured out and you're in a situation where you're dating four or five girls at the same time trying to figure out if they're good matches you're going to be spending some money and and spending a lot of time doing this right so you need to be as fi- efficient as possible with your time and so rejection when a woman rejects you rather than try to debate it or persuade her to go on a date with you if you just embraced it said, Oh yeah. Okay. Bye. Like you just saved hours. Right. And that adds up because you're going to get rejected a lot, like a lot (laughs) to the point where it doesn't mean anything anymore. Right. And that's why I ended up going from, you know, plumbing tech to sales is because rejection doesn't mean anything to me anymore. There you go. I I would get rejected all the time. Like I I figured out dating and then I'm like, oh, apparently this is a skill that can transfer over into a career, (laughs) you know, aside from uh, writing a book about dating. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a tool that you can use um, to save time and be efficient in this whole process. Right. And it aligns with the stead pill on focusing on the positive rather than the negative. Right. Um, I have a whole whole chapter in here about fear and just overcoming fear, right? The fear of not being good enough, the fear of scarcity, right? There's not enough quality women out there, like in addressing fear, right? And the fear of rejection is a big one because it's, it's the, there's all these questions behind it. And all those questions are just, who cares? You don't have time to worry about that. You know, it's, it's, this girl just rejected me. Okay, cool. I'm going to go talk to, you know, this lady over here at Starbucks, who's kind of cute and looking at me like whatever, whatever your perspective on it is. I'm trying to help shift that and change gears. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I I love it. I love it. Um, Let's see. So yeah, dude, is there anything else you want to leave the listeners with any other final words or final thoughts? And then want to definitely show them how to, get their own copy of the book. Yeah. So um, I think I think one of the one of the best things to focus on is just the power of being positive or negative or or neutral, right? And the power that has over you without your whether you're aware of it or not. Right? If you're 
if you're staying negative and you're saying negative things about yourself, you know, that's going to impact you a lot more than if you didn't say it at all. Right. Um, just not saying something negative about yourself is going to increase your chances in a positive way by a multiplier of 40 to 70 times. Right. And that's a crazy statistic. And it's actually not even mine. It's uh, Trevor Moawad. He's a sports performance coach who helped uh, Alabama, Georgia, Florida State, the Seahawks, all the national titles. Right. So his whole I, I talk about his book a ton <laughs> in this and uh, highly recommend it. But the power of, of your words cannot be understated. Right. Um, if you don't want to look at sports statistics to, to back that up, look at the Bible, right? God spoke creation. He created things with his words, right? So what are you saying about yourself? What are you creating about yourself? Is it good or is it bad? Right? You know, uh, like in Proverbs, right? He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his, keepeth his life. But he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Hmm. Right, that's yeah. Proverbs 13, verse 3, right? Mm -hmm. That's big, right? It's, it's, you can't understate it. And so a lot of what I talk about in the book is, look, shut your mouth, <laughs> right? It's that old rule. It's, uh, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. I mean, yeah, or, or, you know, what is the one where it's like, you know, leave, say something or no, don't say something and let people assume you're a fool and then open your mouth and, <laughs> and let, confirm prove, prove that you right. are one. Prove them right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There yeah. You go. Just yeah. Don't think so. Yeah. There's a lot of, oh man, that's awesome, dude. Well, man, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, just congratulations on the accomplishment. I mean, that's one of my life goals is to write a book and, and you've, you've done it and such important, relevant information um, for our community and just everybody out there that's looking for, uh, you know, this type of, uh, and so you guys, here you go. There's a link in the episode description. I really want to encourage you guys to go support Benjamin and, and get this for yourself. I'm going to order a copy. I'm going to order a copy. I don't care what you guys say, dude. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep my mouth shut and I'm going to slow my roll and I'm going to, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll check in about it. Like get, you guys are going to be here. Get yeah. into that positive mindset. Yep, 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 <laughs> exactly. So you guys, please uh, go go order a copy and uh, let me know what you think too. Like reach out to me, join his uh, trad wife dating, t.b forward slash trad wife dating. That's also in the episode description and uh, just get, um, you know, lots of good relevant information. And uh, I just, if you want to stick around for just a minute, I was going to make this big announcement here. It's going to be, it's going to yeah. be really cool. So, so I wanted to give you guys a resource. And so shout out, call back to last week's episode with Shelby from Unjected. Okay. So you guys, if you're looking for, uh, an unvaccinated dating site. This is just the first page here. These are all the people that are on Unjected right there, right? So you can just go in. It's unjected.com. And uh, this is a fantastic little dating site um, for people that are like-minded and, uh, you know, supposedly haven't had injections. So strike up a conversation. But the big news is, you guys, so after last week's conversation, Shelby and I were talking after the show. And uh, as it turns out, she has, they, they her and her co-founder, Heather, started a podcast already. Okay. And I was like, oh, I didn't even realize you guys started a podcast. And I'm like, yeah, but we don't really know what we're doing. And it didn't turn out where, you know what I mean? And so we want to, we want to re reinvent it and start over. And they're like, we want you to help. And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So you guys, I'm officially announcing here. We're starting, it's called the Unjected Show. The Unjected Show brought to you by Heather 
and Shelby over at uh, Unjected, and I'm going to be hosting it too. So there it is. You guys can you can be, be the first few followers. It's on uh, tele, or tele, or not Telegram, Instagram, The Unjected Show. It's going to be like a call-in show for the unvaccinated. Remember uh, uh, Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla? You know, where they take just calls from people about their love lives or just crazy-ass stories or questions? Well, we're going to be hosting our own live call-in show. They already got the number posted, so you can call and like leave messages, and we might be able to play them on the air, but it's 833-3-UNJECTED. You can call in. And so the first episode, we're going to be launching on uh, the first Friday, the 13th of 2023, January 13th, which is a Friday, will be the first show we're going to do a live stream. And so we're going to have a whole big promotional campaign around it. Apparently, Shelby's going on a huge show like with Children's Health Defense, and they're going to promote it over there. And uh, so you guys, so just so you know, your boy Scott's here starting a new show with the team over at Unjected called The Unjected Show, and it's going to be the most epic show in the universe. So uh, like, like, call in with your crazy dating stories or if you need advice or tips from myself or and school because both Shelby and Heather are both, you know, they're both married. They both have kids. They're very much like, you know, providing Unjected as a service to the world um, because it's something that they really truly believe in. But if you want dating and they're so much fun and they're funny, they're hilarious. So I think it's going to be this recipe for just like one of the best shows out there. So oh, just yeah. to drop. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to drop it. And well, that's the other thing, too, is we're going to have co-hosts on. So we're going to have people come on like yourself will come and help co-host the show. And uh, it's going to be a whole thing. And we're going to have like we've been already talking about like doing like uh, blind dates on the show. Like people that want to join like the Zoom call and like have a date right there on the show. You know, all kinds of stuff, man. It's just going to be <laughs> epic. So uh, we'll definitely stay in touch. And um Gosh, yeah, guys, I just really hope you guys go uh, get get a copy of this book. And please let me know, like, if you have any success stories, too, if you have any breakthroughs or insights. I'm sure, Benjamin, uh, you know, if you guys have any things to add or, or any thoughts you have, like, I'm sure you, if you're open to something like that. Um, but anyway, guys, holy crap. Thank you so much. I learned so much, Benjamin. I really appreciate you coming on tonight, dude. And, yeah, uh, thank gonna, you so much for having me, man. This yeah, my pleasure. Fun. My pleasure. And uh, anytime you want to come back on and chat, if you have any new breakthroughs or insights, let me know. And Maybe I'll have something to report here. That that injected so. site's a big deal. That's yeah. that's gonna be big, especially you know the people on my Telegram channel are, are gonna want to hear about it. So I'm gonna oh, yeah. I'm gonna go send that over their way. Sounds good, man. All right, yeah. I'd send them that that last episode I did with Shelby is actually really really good. It talks a lot about the, like the 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 backstory about the organization, all the censorship that they've been under, and and it's not just dating. Like, let me show you this real quick. Like, it's um they've got uh they actually have a blood banks you can go in and like enter your uh blood type and you can actually uh coordinate with local people to be a blood donor and they have uh like a classified like a message board job board um for sale like it's just like they have like a whole like Cra craigslist type section and fertility so you can have sperm and egg donors so if you're looking to be a surrogate or be a sperm donor they have a unvaccinated uh you know section for people to go and meet there too so it's like a whole thing they got going on it's pretty awesome that is huge that is such yeah. a good thing yep. yeah and and uh, she was telling me well i guess i can't spoil it yet they do have a big announcement coming but i don't want to spoil it so it's all kinds of good stuff you guys so benjamin thank you for being in this fight with me and all the work that you're doing uh to better humanity because that's what we're doing here is we're just trying to create you know for generations to come like trying to just bring it back to what's good true beautiful and all that good stuff so thank you for doing your part in that man appreciate it of course thank you all right we'll talk to you soon peace Right. And